and welcome to the Astrology Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana, and today I thought I would go through a couple of questions that are vaguely related um, that I've actually gotten from listeners. And some of those questions involve like the differences between different types of astrology that I thought we could go through. Uh, and then also a bit about degree theory. Uh, and they're all vaguely related topics and they are very complex. So briefly, I'm going to go into some of the different aspects of this uh, and some of the different types of astrology that exist within uh, astrological studies, if you will, and what they basically are about. The One of the listeners asked me the difference between tropical versus sidereal versus con- something they called constellation astrology, which spoiler alert doesn't exist um constellation astrology is just a term talking about the zodiac signs which are in fact constellations in the sky astrology essentially is geometry of the sky and using that for i guess divination purposes sometimes and also mapping out someone's life in the sky geometrically um and based on you know archetypes if you will so we're going to go through that and also degree theory which is a theory made popular by a certain author uh but i thought we would just go through a couple of different terms and aspects of astrology that people may not understand the origin or meaning of just so you guys can get a better basic understanding of what they are and if you want me to do an episode on specific things then maybe later on we can do that but i wanted to keep it pretty basic because if we go too far into some of these topics it can get really confusing and if you're just learning astrology and you're listening to the podcast for the basics i've been providing thus far i don't want to confuse you so if you're still into you know barely dipping your toe into the basics you may want to skip this episode and come back to it otherwise just consider it you know a primer of you know getting familiarized with some of these terms and not necessarily feel like you have to come away from this with a massive understanding of each one of them because they are quite complex in some cases and i'm leaving out certain details just because there's a lot that plays into this so With that in mind, let's get started with today's episode. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing I wanted to define here is what zodiac actually means. So literally, it means circle of animals, as in like the zoo or zoology, zodiac. Um, And as you know, the zodiac signs are comprised of almost all animals, except for Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra, which Gemini is the twins, and Aquarius is the water bearer, and Libra is the scales. Um, So that's literally what zodiac means, and it really is referencing the circle of animals that exists in the night sky. Uh, And we'll go into like kind of what they mean about circle, you know, as I go through the terms. So this is a little bit of definition. So horoscopic astrology is the reading of charts for individuals so it's literally like creating horoscopes if you will um however the popularized horoscopes were like in you know uh what cosmopolitan or whatever cosmopolitan is that what it is i don't know no um cosmo i don't know i don't know what i'm saying now what is the magazine called is it cosmopolitan i think it is okay good lord i'm getting really out of touch as i get older but uh you know in 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 female magazines or popular magazines whatever Uh, you know horoscopes are really just like a bite-sized chunk of like your prediction if you will for the day um so so in a way it's combining predictive astrology with 
like collective astrology with your sign as a little more detailed than that but that's essentially what it means but horoscopic astrology essentially is like reading your chart for an individual originally that's what it referred to uh now tropical astrology this is the most modern and popular form of astrology in the western world um not necessarily in the eastern world other parts of the world either but in the western world um in you know uh, places like you know uk europe and the us it's the most popular form and it's certainly uh, one of the most popular forms that you'll find online unless you find somebody who uh, specifically says they're doing Vedic or sidereal astrology. Um, but yeah, those are the two main ones. So tropical astrology is based on the relationship between the earth and the sun. And it has no real relationship between the constellations, which the zodiac signs are named after. After, um, It's attuned with the seasons of the earth. So each season is tied to the progression of a zodiac sign and a 30-day period in the year kind of like the 30 degrees of that sign tropical astrologers believe that constellations both move forward and retrograde back in the sky so basically what that means is like when you're in pisces season and you may find this familiar you're going from approximately mid-february to mid-march okay when you're in mid-march to mid-april you're in aries season then you're in taurus season gemini season and so on um, and that is a tropical astrology, I don't know, I don't want to say belief system, but uh, practice, a way of viewing, a framework, okay? Vedic astrology charts are created using the Eastern form of sidereal astrology. And it, the sidereal astrology is based on the Earth's relationship to the stars, not necessarily the Earth. So, or, sorry, not necessarily the sun. Each sign in sidereal astrology has a direct connection to the constellations that they're named after. And it kind of is attuned to a more vast divine relationship. It's less considerate of things like time, space, or the seasons. And in this way, sidereal astrology focuses on an astrological grid in the sky, which would be the same during the time of ancient peoples as it is now, technically. So there's less moving around. Uh, it's more like this is what this is. And it's not to say it's unchangeable, but uh, you know it changes less. If that's a very vague way of explaining it, but uh, you know, uh, if I'm boiling it down to like the bottom dollar of the differences between sidereal and tropical astrology, that's what those are. Now there are different types of astrology, so I'm just going to go through a couple of them here. So there's Hellenic Hellenistic astrology, which is sort of having a moment right now, especially because uh, my favorite, <laughs> personal favorite astrologer. Uh, Chris Brennan, who really is honestly a freaking trailblazer in astrology, um, has brought this into the mainstream in a big way. And if you're familiar with the astrology podcast that he runs, um, he's sort of been like one of the main people pushing Hellenistic astrology. And it's a tradition of Greek slash Roman astrology, which originated in the Mediterranean around the first century BC, and then it was practiced till the seventh century. And it's credited as the source and root of many modern traditions of astrology, which are still practiced today, namely, uh, you know, tropical astrology and um, a lot of Western forms of astrology and frameworks that we use come from Hellenistic astrology. There are certain things that deviated, and he does talk about that in his podcast, so definitely check it out if you're curious to know the history of it. Uh, so the tradition of Hellenistic astrology originated out of like a fusion of ancient Egyptian and Mesopotamian astrological traditions. And it influenced other traditions of astrology across Europe, the Middle East, Africa, 
and India during the Middle Ages, and obviously through the modern era, that's still true. And it is one of the oldest forms of astrology, and many details surrounding Hellenistic astrology were only recently rediscovered. And I don't know if that's because texts just weren't um, translated from Greek, or if we didn't have the text, I'm not really sure, but definitely, again, check out the Astrology Podcast with Chris Brennan. He talks a lot about Hellenistic astrology. It's definitely a passion of his, so if you're curious, definitely give that a listen. I listen a lot to his uh, talks. They're fascinating. Um, okay, constellation astrology, as I mentioned earlier, is not a thing. All the zodiac signs are constellations in the sky, and they make a circle. And the circle is split up into 12 divisions of 30 degrees for each sign, making up a 360-degree ring around the Earth. And no matter if you're studying Vedic slash sidereal astrology or tropical astrology, this is sort of true, although I will say that it's, it's, it's sort of the same except that Vedic slash sidereal astrology is less exact. It's not so obsessed with splitting everything into neat little degrees as uh, tropical astrology is. Okay, so there's also something called horary astrology. Horary astrology is an ancient form of horoscopic astrology, again, horoscopic astrology being the reading of people's charts, um, where an astrologer attempts to answer a question or questions by constructing a horoscope or snapshot of the exact time at which the question was received. So, for example, if I'm like, I have an astrologer on call and I can be like, yo, I'm going to call you up and ask you this question, and they do horary astrology, they can draw up a chart of this exact moment and be like, okay, let me give you an answer based on this chart that I've generated here. And that is, it's a form of predictive, not predictive astrology, but uh, divinatory astrology, if you will. It's like, you know, kind of doing a form of divination using astrology, which actually is kind of less known for some reason. Uh, maybe because people don't dig too deeply into astrology and see it as a form of divination. Uh, but you can see why some people who uh, maybe have very strict religious views aren't so cool with astrology because, again, it, it does play into divination and that's sort of where it hits divination and why it rubs people the wrong way. Uh, again, horary is a type of, pre not predictive astrology, but divinatory. So there is something also called predictive astrology and it's a form of horoscopic astrology. Remember, creating people's charts or creating charts to answer a question or whatever. Uh, and this is where an astrologer attempts to make predictions by using horoscopes or astrological charts um, in order to make predictions. And you can use somebody's natal chart or natal progressions, or uh, what we call uh, basically like every you know year of your life uh, can be a, a progression of your natal chart, right? Because as long as you're alive, the chart is going to progress through the sky if we follow Western astrology. And to a certain extent, sidereal astrology, please note that I am a Western tropical astrologer and my knowledge of Vedic sidereal astrology is limited. So if you're listening to this and you practice or understand in-depth Vedic slash sidereal astrology and you want to set the record straight, please at me and, you know, um, I will update this episode or I'll definitely like, you know, do another episode talking about it. Or maybe you want to come on as a guest. That'd be really cool. But um, yeah, so, you know, essentially using these charts to make predictions um there's also something called time lords which uh you know you have the main rulers of your chart time lords <laughs> we call them time lords and certain parts of your chart get activated based on what's happening collectively in the sky um and so time lords kind of 
they become activated in your chart and each year of your life has a different time lord is activated in a different way you can actually there's calculators online so if you're curious about that just google like i don't know time lord <laughs> progressions or something natal progression uh calculator or something like that time lord calculator uh, astrology astrology calculator and you'll probably get something uh that will help you because you it'll there's so many websites out there that have done the hard work for me so you know i'm not super experienced with that but i have generated my own uh you know time lord and progression chart to know like oh what's the theme for this year what's you know what's activated in my chart this year and that stuff is fascinating and it kind of makes your head spin so you know but it is fascinating to understand like what you're going through that year okay like you know chiron's ruling my year so no wonder i'm fucking crying all the time or whatever you know um or, or you know whatever however you're healing right because chiron is the wounded healer okay so it's worth noting that there are many other forms of astrology okay i know that uh there are astrologers out there who maybe don't mention this but i think it's worth noting just because sometimes people can get the wrong impression that oh well if i'm only talking about tropical astrology it's the only one there is and that's simply not true okay so there's tropical there's vedic slash adirial, there's arabic astrology chinese mayan native american aztec indonesian and so many others so uh don't make the mistake of assuming that western slash tropical or stereo are the only ones out there they're just the most well-known and most popular um actually and maybe i would say chinese zodiac is pretty popular as well i don't know about, very much about it but if you do and you want to come on as a guest please feel free because i think that'd be super cool it's fascinating to me um and yeah that's pretty much all i have to say about that <laughs> all right so moving on to something called the degree theory okay this is a question uh somebody had actually asked um they i forget if they tweeted at me or dm'd me but they said, you know, could you explain the degree theory? Because I'm very confused about the degree, the, the degrees. Blah, forgot how to talk. Okay, so the degree theory was originally the title of this book written by a famous astrologer, Nikola Stojanovic. Oh my God, I'm not Russian. I'm really struggling. Uh, I should learn to speak Russian. That'd be dope. And maybe he's not even Russian to watch. He's like Bulgarian. I'm just failing at life. All right, well, cool ass name though. <laughs> Anyhow that is kind of where the degree theory title comes from there's no theory officially it's his theory in the book um but i guess essentially it deconstructs the theory that degrees in astrology charts matter and the extent to which they can affect interpretations within an astrological chart right so let's revisit how i said that astrology is formed by measuring the zodiacal divisions of the 12 zodiac signs each sign split into 30 degrees to make up a 360 degree circle yeah it's a little repetitive but i'm trying to keep you with me so i don't lose you each birth chart is made up of this 360 degree circle and it's divided into 12 sign divisions of 30 degrees each the signs are divided into three decans and this is tropical western astrology now okay so um I don't know, but I want to say that sidereal Vedic astrology won't be exactly 30 degrees. I don't think they're as hung up on the symmetry as we are. Um, and when I say we, I mean tropical Western astrologers. Okay, so the signs are divided into three decans of 10 degrees each. Three decans per zodiac sign. So if you don't understand what decans are, they're essentially like 
pi divisions of 10 degrees each in that within that sign so if you're in Aries season there's three decans in Aries season the beginning part with 10 degrees first 10 degrees the next 10 degrees and the next 10 degrees so so 1 to 10 10 to 20 and 20 to 30 or whatever uh, those are the three decans of each zodiac sign there are degrees of separation called aspects and degrees of orb there are also critical degrees powerful degrees and unlucky degrees uh, and, you know, people are going to debate that and how extreme they are, whatever. And we'll get into a little more of these terms vaguely. <laughs> so, for example, in the Zodiac, signs are defined by elements, earth, fire, water, and air. Modality, meaning cardinal, fixed, and mutable. And polarity, uh, meaning like how far apart are these things? Um, and at what angle are they opposites? Whatever. Uh, so signs of the same element, also known as triplicities, are 120 degrees apart. Signs of the same modality, also known as quadruplicities, are 90 degrees apart. And signs that are 180 degrees apart create a polarity, such as the polarity between Taurus and Scorpio, or um, Aries and Pisces. No, Aries and Libra. <laughs> okay. Uh, the lines on the chart connect different degrees of the zodiac and are what creates what we call aspects. Aspects are angular degrees in a chart. And the more exact, the more stronger and dominant an aspect will be in shaping someone's character or creating change in, you know, that's what we believe in astrology. So for example, major aspects are zero degrees or, you know, also known as a conjunction. <laughs> 60 degrees, or uh, also known as a sextile. 90 degrees, a square. 120 degrees a trine and 180 degrees an opposition because it's complete opposite um and 120 degrees by the way creates a triangle 90 degrees creates a you know hard 90 degree kind of square looking thing and so on <laughs> conjunctions sextiles and trines are considered easier aspects while squares and oppositions are said to create more difficulties in a person's chart so um people often see this as like bad luck good luck good bad whatever conjunctions actually and sextiles and trines can often be areas of a person's life where they're actually more lazy because something that comes easier to you, you don't have to try as hard at. And you might actually find that a lot of your strengths lie in scores and oppositions, even though those are difficult for you. It means that you're gonna have to work harder in those areas. Uh, that's not always true, but it is something that I find is that, you know, if somebody has a square in a certain aspect in their chart, it's gonna create hardships for them that they will inevitably have to work on in some way or another, or they might just completely abandon facing them all together, in which case, you know, they're not growing as much. But I like to think that everybody's you know, soul growth and spiritual growth and life growth or whatever is something they're progressing toward as actively as they can. And when you have things that are too easy for you, you just don't have to try as hard, right? And maybe that part of your life will be less developed. That's just what I'm going to say about that. That's my two cents. Okay, so we're going to go into the decans. So each sign divided into three sections called decans. They're 10 degree sections. The three decans of each sign are defined by three signs of the same element and the ruling planet. So this is like little divisions within each zodiac sign period, if you will. Decans will reveal subtle differences in each astrological sign. So for example, the first decan is zero to nine degrees of a sign. The second decan is zero, um, zero to 19 degrees of a sign. Oh, sorry, not zero to 19. Um, 10 degrees to 19 degrees 
And the third decan is 20 degrees to 29 degrees of a sign. So first decan, 0 to 9, second, 10 to 19, and third, 20 to 29. So we're going to use Taurus as an example. If your sun is at 2 degrees Taurus, you're a Taurus Taurus. <laughs> if it's at 12 degrees Taurus, you're a Taurus Virgo. And if it's at 22 degrees Taurus, you're a Taurus Capricorn. Um, and the way that they do these divisions is they kind of take, like if you're at zero degrees Taurus, you're like a true Taurus, okay? Um, and if you're in the middle decan, you're like a Taurus and, you know, the other element of your sign, okay? Like the mutable one. And then you're going to take the third decan and you're going to take the cardinal. So fixed would be the first one, and then it would be mutable, and then cardinal. So the reason I'm telling you this is so you can do it with other signs, although you could look this up to be fair. But if your sun is at zero degrees, Gemini, for example, and Gemini is a mutable sign, so you'd have to be like zero degrees Gemini, you're a Gemini, Gemini, and then you have to update all these signs. Okay, I'm just giving you an example here so you can do it yourself, but... I digress, look it up, because the Deccans can be a whole mind thing, and I don't want to... Let me know if you want an episode on Deccans, although I don't know that I buy too far into that, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, so now we're going to talk about critical degrees, because obviously there's a lot to go into this freaking episode. Critical degrees are the first, middle, and final degrees of a sign. These degrees are particularly influential and strong. So planets at zero degrees in a natal chart take on the pure, undiluted nature of the sign. For example, I'm a zero degrees Taurus, so pure, undiluted Taurus-ass energy. <laughs> planets from 14 to 16 degrees deal with the sign's key issues. So uh, meaning if you have a planet in 14 to 16 degrees, you're going to like have the annoying-ass shit come up but I mean it could also be the strengths too to be fair you're just gonna deal with the things that sign is like most known for like if it was if I was a 14 to 16 degree Taurus I would be dealing with like I don't know stubbornness but then like that could also help me right because like Taurus is also known for follow-through so like I could be really successful but also like hard-headed as hell and that's annoying as fuck planets that are 29 degrees are on what some astrologers call a faded degree uh, these are thought to be negative and the individual is often confronted with some of the most challenging facets of what that sign means so for example i'm a 29 degrees sag rising so like thanks i don't want to commit to shit and i'm flighty as fuck um and that's just you know just a, a quick little example of like the fucked up shit that you know you'll either be dealing with or maybe you don't deal with it and good for you if you don't because it's not fun all right, the avatar degrees. So the avatar degrees are 15 degrees, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And you may notice those are all fixed signs. And it's thought that these are the degrees of the fixed signs, which bring forth resourcefulness, coincidences, and lucky accidents that sometimes people feel are, you know, magical or whatever. And um, an individual with a planet at the avatar degree, meaning 15 degrees, often becomes a person who can make things happen it just seems very like faded or kismet in a good way if you have these degrees in your chart so you know you might have it in a specific place and be like damn i'm super lucky in this placement um okay there's also something called the aries points there's zero degree of cardinal signs so zero degrees aries zero degrees cancer zero degrees libra and zero degrees capricorn 
A planet on the Aries point often uh, predicts recognition. Not necessarily like that you're going to be a celebrity, but it could be. But more more so that like wherever you have this placement, you're you. It's more likely that you could be recognized for whatever that ruling area is, whatever house it falls in, whatever you know if it's jupiter you're getting blessings in whatever house that is in if it's i don't know saturn you might be blessed with ambition and fucking discipline to get that shit done and make things happen if it's i don't know leo like that could actually be fame because leo is on the national stage and they're good at drawing attention and you know moving people pisces musical talent i don't know but, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, and I digress. It, w- it would have to be in the Pisces house, not the degree. Because as I said, it would have to be in the signs specifically, which are cardinal. So Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. So Capricorn, uh, you know, ambition and discipline. If it was Aries, you'd be like a mad leader and maybe really athletic, depending on what house it is. Or you could be a leader in, I don't know, fame or whatever. <laughs> you know, it just depends. Um, if you're zero degrees Cancer, then, you know, maybe you're really helping people as a therapist and you write a bunch of books and you gain notoriety through that. If you're it's with Libra, like maybe you're a beautiful ass model. I don't know. But those are some examples. Planets on the Aries point reveal potential for individuals. They will make an impact. They're going to be rec- recognized for that gift. So if you have that anywhere, then like do check it out. It might be dope. All right. There's also something called degrees of orbs. The degree of orb refers to the range of influence in which an aspect or other configuration or important degree comes into effect. That means like how intensely this thing will infect you and how intensely you will feel the effects of this sign in that place. And when I say in that place, I mean in that house, like in that area of your life, you know, degree of orb, how intensely. So I, again, I have 29 degree Sag rising. That's a hyper intense influence of Sagittarius. If I only have, I don't know, six degrees of whatever, like maybe it's not as intense, although it is in the first decan. So, you know, if you believe in the decans and you want to talk about like those little micro breakdowns of each sign, then, you know, you want to talk about, okay, well then in that you're not exactly a, um, you're, you're a true Taurus or whatever, but like, you know, it's not as intense as a zero degree or whatever. So that's specifically what the degree of orb kind of references although you know there's a lot of theory and people talking about that and if you're curious about it, just google it um and there's also degrees are crucial to analyzing an astrological chart because as i said certain degrees are more intense if they're in a certain sign in zero degrees then it's you know it, those are faded or whatever it's going to be you know you're going to be recognized or whatever and then if they're in the, you know, fixed degrees, so again, Aries point degrees, the zero cardinal signs, you know, recognition slash, you know, special gift in that area. Avatar, fixed degrees, you know, but at 15 degrees uh, for the fixed signs, sorry, not fixed degrees. Avatar degrees at in fixed signs at 15 degrees, you know, they're going to bring forth that uh, practicality, you know, but it's going to be magical because like your resourcefulness, things will happen lucky you know happy accidents or opportunities and it's gonna feel like faded because you know all the things happen at the right fucking time rather than you having this like blessed from the gods gift or whatever if you will as you would in a zero degrees cardinal sign uh critical degrees you know these are the ones that are like more intense or whatever um so I'm, this is me just reiterating at this point but you kind of get what i'm saying right i hope you do 
and if you're a little confused still, feel free to at me or DM me on any specific point that I've mentioned here. And I'll try to go into like what it actually means if you're misunderstanding or not quite getting something. Because it's a lot. And honestly, maybe listen to this episode a couple of times to really get it or listen to some other astrologer talk about it. Because I find that when I was first learning astrology, and not to say that I'm like at the end and I don't need to learn anymore, I'm always learning. Uh, but when I was first starting to try to understand some of these concepts, I had to listen to many different astrologers break down these concepts in different ways. I would look up articles on, you know, what does it mean when you have Chiron in this sign? What is Chiron? What is Chiron in this house? And I would look up articles, YouTube videos, you know, I'd open my astrology books and see what different people had to say about the same thing. And you may find that somebody speaks to you in a way that you understand better or that they all together sort of mesh in a way that forms your helps you form your own opinion on it or your own understanding of it. And that can be really helpful because we don't need to hear just one person's rhetoric or one person's way of understanding a concept. And in fact, that can be kind of damaging. So I would say seek out other people who talk about this stuff. And if you don't understand it, just keep listening. And eventually you will start to grasp the concepts because they're really old and really complex in certain instances and they can get really in depth really quickly and there are a lot of people that are going to make arguments about whether or not they matter or whether or not they don't and you know that's to each their own right so i just want to emphasize that if you're learning astrology seriously i mean if you just want to understand your chart like by all means just google what the sign degrees are in your chart and be like what does it mean when you have Sag rising at five degrees or whatever your rising is. What does it mean when you have five degrees second house in Libra, whatever? Um, and that will kind of help you to understand your chart if that's really all you care about. And I think that's like a big part of what draws people to astrology is understanding their chart, understanding like their partner's chart and their friend's chart maybe and like why the fuck we get along, what drew us to each other. And you might find what's actually kind of crazy about once you really understand uh, astrology a little bit more you'll start to see weird signs about yourself and other people like like the weird thing that I noticed is that I always have friends who are heavily Virgo like either they have a Virgo moon or they're a Virgo rising woman uh, or I always draw a lot of Capricorn males to me like they just be like my best friends or, you know, I like a lot of people that I know all have Jupiter and Gemini, which could be a generational thing, honestly, maybe, maybe not, um, you know, but there are certain similarities that just keep happening over and over and over again. I know like three people with Capricorn moons, no, four people. And it's just insane. It's like, how did I attract so many Capricorn moon people to me? I know a billion Virgos, a billion Libras and a billion Geminis. And it's just like the same people over and over and over. And, you know, maybe you're like, okay, like, but all of my friends have different zodiac signs. You should really find out what their moon signs are, what their rising signs are, what their Venus signs are, or what their Mars signs are, you know? Like, maybe you guys all have Mars and Libra, and you're, like, super, I don't know, I don't want to say passive-aggressive, but maybe you don't like fighting. Or maybe you all have Venus and, I don't know, Leo or something, you know? And you all get along, or, or you have, you know, compatible Venus signs, right? You could look this stuff up. Uh, you know, and those are things that are kind of trippy to find after you really start getting 
uh, into this stuff, which can be like, whoa, like, why is it that everyone I know has Venus in Leo? Why is it that everyone I know has Venus in Virgo? Why is it that everyone I know is arising this or whatever? Uh, that can be really trippy. Um, <laughs> I also want to vaguely define a couple of things. So talked about oh uh last thing i want to talk about at least in this episode and then we can kind of go into i guess and then um someone asked me to do an episode on chiron and midheaven but really midheaven is the 10th house and i was gonna do all the signs through each of the houses so let me know what would you prefer would you prefer just an episode on midheaven which by the way if you're unfamiliar is the 10th house which rules career which is probably why people care about it uh, if you want me to do that first, or should I start at the second house? Because the first house is technically your rising, although I guess we could go into whether or not people, uh, I don't know, somebody above me dropped something, if you heard that. <laughs> I'm banging. Uh, but, you know, we could go into uh, debates about rising versus first house if you think they're separate things, but really the same thing, in my belief. Uh, but yeah, I could start at the second house or I could just do an episode on Midheaven now and then skip it when I do the sign houses. So let me know if you want that. And also, uh, someone asked me to do Chiron through the houses, which again, if you didn't know, Chiron is the wounded healer. And in your chart, it can indicate how you heal yourself and help others with their own suffering. And that's real fun. <laughs> it's kind of a downer. Um, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, let me know on instagram twitter or facebook or email me and i'd love to hear what your thoughts are maybe i'll put a poll out there okay so the last thing i wanted to talk about very briefly and you know a little ranty because that's who i am is why i hate costar and the pattern <laughs> i literally like costar and the pattern are just the worst fucking thing ever to they okay so costar to me is like the modern cosmo horoscope it literally is just like pithy one-liners like it does actually give you your chart however i think it's in the most like worst designed interface for you to be able to look at what your fucking actual placements are like i find it very annoying to look at a co-star not i guess profile of your own natal chart because it's difficult as fuck to read like, I don't know, like maybe it looks aesthetic, but it's shitty to actually understand what the fuck your placements are when you're actually trying to understand astrology. And I have heard from many people that they get lost in that app. And that's because the app is just literally for you to put your info in, maybe like match with other people. Like, I feel like their intention was literally for people to, you know, be social on there and match with each other and just, I don't know, see how they're compatible or whatever. But the horoscopes that they spit out daily that are supposedly based on your chart are just shitty and not helpful. Like... I remember when I actually tried the CoStar app when it first came out, and pe the, the fucking horoscope one-liners I would get would be like, bitch, stay away from the sun today, or some shit, or like, don't go talk, to, don't talk to anyone today, or like, uh, don't forget to be basic, like, just stupid shit that I'm like, this ain't even helpful, like, I mean, I guess if your idea of astrology is just like, bringing some like, fun and humor to your day, then by all means use CoStar, because it's, like, it is fun and light and, like, whatever, and it's not really helpful, but it's, like, entertaining, you know? And if your whole goal of astrology is for it to be kind of a source of amusement, then, like, by all means, use CoStar. But if your point... I mean, I guess you could also, like, use it for compatibility vaguely because they will let you connect with your friends, I think, on there and add each other. And that's kind of cool, and it's free. Um, but uh, I personally hate it. Anyway, the pattern is kind of like the adult version of uh, CoStar, and it sort of combines like 
the secret <laughs> with astrology, but it's really just astrology masked as something else. And that's why I don't like it. I kind of find it to be bullshit false advertisement because they try to act like the pattern is this mystical ass thing, like the secret, like it's like, like, I don't know. They're trying to act like it's some weird mystery as to why this shit is so accurate. And the first thing they do is ask you your date and time of birth and where you were born, which is exactly what you would need if you wanted to generate someone's natal chart. So it's fucking bullshit. It literally is just a natal chart generator and they're just putting a new spin on it that sounds like very woo the secret like new age so they can get you to download it if you're into that shit because it's just a new way to market to you so i personally find it fucking annoying but like if you like it as an astrology app then i guess i don't know i don't find it helpful i find it manipulative but you know teach their own uh and the last thing i wanted to mention is that i really love this app called time passages this is not a sponsored episode because like they're what like I don't know, not enough people listening to it, uh, although I love all of you. <laughs> not enough of us yet for me to get sponsorships, to be honest with you. Other than Anchor, which sponsors you, allows you to sponsor your posts, you know, pretty immediately when you create an Anchor. So, like, dope. If you have a podcast, you should create <laughs> create one already so you can have them be sponsored by Anchor. That's cool. Uh, but, it, again, Time Passages didn't sponsor this. That's really what I'm getting at. But uh, yeah, so Time Passages is an astrology app I actually find helpful. And the reason why I find it helpful is because it's free to download, you can plug in all your details, and what's cool is it actually has little write-ups about each aspect of your chart. And if you don't want to use things like astro.com or Cafe Astrology or like being on the computer is just too fucking slow, and to be honest, their mobile websites really suck. So uh, I feel your pain. So if you'd rather use an app, Time Passages is just better. And it's pretty well designed. Once you plug in all your stuff, you'll kind of see it in like a little like, you know, one liner, like, you know, moon and Libra, this degree or whatever, whatever your, you know, placements are. And you can actually click on those and you can click on all of your aspects. And like, there's so much to do on that app. That's really cool. That can explain parts of your chart, uh, kind of in the way that Astro again and Cafe Astrology do, but just, um, in an app form. And I don't know, I found it a little more, um, secular, uh, in terms of how they portray the knowledge, Cafe Astrology to me is kind of dated and really feels like it's like Christian leaning, which I don't like. Um, I find it to be kind of annoying. It's like way more new agey from the 90s. Uh, and Astro is better, but their website sucks. And even though it's capable of a lot more, like if you want to do really in-depth reading chart things, uh, Astro has more. But Time Passages is great for just understanding your own chart. Also, it's only a dollar if you want to compare your chart to somebody else's. And then it'll, what's cool about it is it'll actually give you like a compatibility rating in different areas of your life. Um, I forget what they are. I think it's like friendship, sexual chemistry or something like that. And then like, I don't know, general compatibility or something. It'll give you a rating from like one to 10, which is really cool if you're doing, if you can hear that, there's apparently a freaking biker or something outside of my apartment. And like the perils of living in an apartment on my right. Uh, but anyway, it will literally give you like a compatibility reading. So if you're comparing a potential partner or a current partner to your chart, uh, it'll give you write-ups on each thing and like where you might have difficulties and like out of 10, like how strong your compatibility is, which is kind of neat. And it's only 99 cents. So I don't find that to be super expensive, but uh, you know, up to you if you want to use it. But I find it to be the most uh helpful <laughs> and you know actually helpful in a way that 
Uh, it doesn't feel like it's just marketing to me, some pithy bullshit that really doesn't do anything. So, yeah, that's my rant about um, why I hate co-star and pattern and why, she, why you should use time passages. If you get more into, like, the details of astrology, like, if you wanted to, like, I don't know, do astrocartography, which is, like, uh, the astrology of figuring out where the fuck you should live, like, map making, of plotting on a map where you should live based on your natal chart like astro.com is just they have way more stuff on there that you could do so when you get into like weird shit like that um astro.com will will generate charts that are just more helpful um but if you're just into again reading your own chart and you want to know the details of that then definitely time passages is my favorite so yeah this is a whole lot (laughs) and hopefully it helps answer some of your guys questions about terminology and astrology generally and if there's something i miss that you want more details on or that i like vaguely mentioned that you were like can we talk more about that totally hit me up i'm on instagram at astrology which podcast i'm on twitter at astro w podcast and i'm on facebook it's the astrology which podcast page and i'm uh you can email me <laughs> at the astrology which 89 at gmail and yeah, I don't know, slip into them DMs and ask me some questions. That'd be really cool and fun for me and you, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, that would be great to get more ideas on what you guys want to hear from me and what would be helpful to you. So yeah, hit me up. I would love to have a conversation with you about it and hopefully bring the episodes you actually want to hear. And if not, then um, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate your support. And if you feel inclined to support me in... Um, a more monetary way then i have a patreon you can find me by searching on patreon.com astrology which podcast and there i actually offer um i've begun to offer astrological weather so things like new moon full moon meteor showers and certain alignments uh with different planets and how they could possibly affect you in the sky uh so that's actually been really cool and recommending certain magical workings for those um alignments if you will and also how what areas of life they will affect you and those kinds of things that's been really fun so we just obviously today i think it's today yeah today's a full moon so um i just shared one on there so if you want access to that definitely check out patreon and also like witchcraft related stuff full moon phases like different things to do on magical uh different magical workings to do on different moon phases and lots of stuff like that. I also have some path workings. I just did one for the spring equinox um, and also like a seed planting type, um, you know, for manifestation path working. That was really fun. So yeah, if you feel inclined to support me, that'd be great. If you don't, no shade, whatever, you know, thank you so much for listening and I appreciate that on its own. So hope you're all doing well and definitely hit me up on social media if you feel like having a chat and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening.